Hi, friends, and welcome to The Afterword, a podcast where we meet up to have a deeper conversation about the truths we're studying in the Bellevue Women Bible Study each week. I'm your host, Donna Gaines, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Jean Stockdale and Dana Street. You know, Jesus' message in the Sermon on the Mount is disruptive. It is the opposite of what our culture and our human nature tells us to do. What Jesus is teaching is a totally different way of life, kingdom living. Today, we wrap up Matthew 5 in our study, This Present Kingdom, the disruptive message of the Sermon on the Mount. You're listening to The Afterword. Jean, thank you so much. What a tremendous job you Great did job. this morning on a difficult passage mm-hmm. of Scripture. Yeah. <laughs> it was such a joy, and honestly, it is so thrilling to watch our ladies pour in, to yeah. gather together on campus in person, and to want to study the Word of God, and also to know that across the camera, on the other side of that screen, mm-hmm. we're having women join us from all around the world for the purpose of studying the Word of God. It is so thrilling. It is. It's exciting. It's humbling. It's an incredible responsibility. Mm -hmm. And special thanks to you, Dana, and all of your team that make it happen every week. The opportunity that we have to get the Word of God out is unprecedented, Mm -hmm. at least in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. And I'm so excited that we get to get on what God is doing and get His Word out. And my heart's desire is that the women that are participating will grasp the truths that Jesus was teaching, that I will grasp them and personalize them and really begin living life from the inside out. And it is totally opposite of what our flesh would do. I mean, just as we walk through scriptures this morning, Jean, with you have heard it said, but I say, right. oh my goodness, <laughs> whether it's marriage, mm-hmm. taking an oath, going the second mile, forgiving as we have been forgiven. These are not easy topics. No, no. And only in the Lord is it possible to do. But frankly, we need to realize that in the Lord, we must discipline ourselves. We must realize that what he's asking us to do, while it's only possible through the spirit of the living God being expressed in us, it requires discipline and diligence that we have to make a decision and follow through with that. Well, you know, and it's not just a Bible study. This is a life journey. And to me, it becomes clearer and clearer every week. We cannot work this up. My flesh is simply not that good. (laughs) I am just telling you, I cannot work up this kind of love. Mm -hmm. My heart has to be transformed. And as it is, then that is what comes out. You know, I I think we have to get to the place that we're going, okay, Lord, Mm -hmm. whatever it takes for that to happen, do it. And do it now. Yes, yes, I, I absolutely agree. I've walked with the Lord for over 40 years. And frankly, it's not easier because I'm much more aware of the high standard that mm-hmm. he requires of us and that he desires from us. And I'm much more aware of how easily I can become distracted or needy or overly sensitive or irritated. As I said in the lesson, the pandemic has revealed to me things I don't like about myself. When my ways are interrupted, when my little routine is is changed about, I don't really like it. And it has caused, I've caught myself with irritable responses over some of the most pathetically small Well, I think that has been one of the good things that has happened in the midst of COVID is 
it has brought some of these things to the surface mm-hmm. for all of us and things that we've needed to deal with. And then to go from that into this study, mm-hmm. <laughs> just forcing more to the surface mm-hmm. and causing us to reexamine. I listened to a message this weekend by a pastor from Iran, mm-hmm. and he had to be voice muffled, face blacked out, talking about it. His wife is actually Iranian, and she became a Christian and started sharing the gospel and already had about 250 converts before they met and married. And they came to the United States, and he said, you know, I had my life planned out. Everything was great. Everything was going smooth. And after just a few months, he said, my wife came to me and said, I can't live here anymore. And he said, why? She said, guys, this has jarred me, and I cannot get it out of my mind and my spirit She said, because the American church is slumbering due to the satanic lullaby that is being sung over them. Mm. It just rocked me. And I realized, Lord, this Mm. is why we're doing what we're doing. It's shaking all of us. It's Mm -hmm. waking us up. It's making us realize what's really important because we can get so complacent and Mm. so comfortable. And we're not to be comfortable here. We're to live so different that we're uncomfortable, but that we look like Jesus so that other people want what we have. Yes, so that Mm. we're not the offense, but Christ is the offense. And we're living in such a way that people are seeing him and glorifying the Father when they realize we didn't muster that up. We didn't roll up our sleeves and do the best we can. This is a supernatural, holy work of the living God in each one of our lives. I love what you said this morning about being unoffendable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because in all of our relationships, it's a hard place to get to. Unfortunately, I don't get there a whole lot. I mean, I I can still be offended at times. And it's, it's hard to get to that place where we just say within our hearts, I'm not going to get offended at what just happened. Mm. And sometimes it's backing out. You know, it's it's your flesh kind of feels it and then, <laughs> you know, go, okay, hang on. Let me step back, mm. sit my soul down. Mm-hmm. I love that phrase, mm, that's, sit that's my soul picture, down, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Yes. If we're unoffendable, that means we've died to our flesh. Mm. And if my flesh is rearing its ugly head, it does mean I need to step back and I need to crucify it again. I need to mortify it because we don't coddle it or coax it. We mortify Mm. it. We take it to the cross. And that's the only way we can live the life Mm. that Jesus was teaching and preaching in the Sermon on the Mount is through death to the flesh and the power of the Holy Spirit. And Mm. that takes that daily dying, but sometimes it's moment by moment dying. Over and over. And I mean, some days it feels like it's hundreds of deaths. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, a good, that's a good point to make because we like to think that it's a once for all time thing, as is our salvation. Right. But in reality, that process of sanctification, it keeps revealing things that keep rearing their ugly head. And uh, one of the things that I detest the most is when I feel like an area of my life has been conquered and that I have settled an issue. Yes. And, and it, it comes back around. Up. <laughs> yes. It's like we have done this before. Uh, so it is like you said, it's a moment by moment thing. And some days the flesh just seems to be so embattled that it just keeps flaring up and flaring up and flaring up. You're exactly right. 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 That means I need to pull aside and get along with the Lord and Mm -hmm. get back in his word and (laughs) and be able to hear from him. And that's the the crucial part of it, I think, because our world is so busy Mm -hmm. that we don't take the time to stop and spend, like we talked Mm -hmm. about last week, silence and solitude, that pulling away and spending time with the Lord. And even this week, we look at meditation Mm -hmm. and how 
powerful a practice and spiritual discipline that is to be able to meditate upon the Word of God, to be able to meditate upon the truths that He's revealing to us, because it's in that meditation that He seems to open my spirit eyes and let me see those areas where I've allowed an offense to come in, yes. or I'm harboring something that I need to confess and yes. get rid of. Yes. Well, I do think, as you said, that COVID has allowed us to slow down because so many things were shut down that we were used to doing. And somehow in that, I believe there's been a lot of self-revelation right. as people have perhaps spent more unhurried time in the presence of the Lord, mm-hmm. had more time to sit and read or ponder or learn about silence and solitude or spend time meditating mm-hmm. on the Word. And God is revealing and refining His body to show us this is a big job That's and right. it's only going to be done when Every one of us learns this discipline, dying to self and meditating on his word and spending intentional time in his word and spending time in prayer. Right. Well, that's another thing that pastor that I listened to said. He said, we don't just want converts to Christianity. We want disciples. Mm -hmm. He said a convert will bail when persecution arises, Mm -hmm. but a disciple is willing to die. And that's the difference. Wow. That Mm. is powerful. That is powerful. I know it. Well, I know that you noted, Dana, that Marge wrote this week's lesson. How very special. And, you know, as I was reading it, I could not help but hear her voice in my head when she talked about words because we would often have chats about just her love of words, my love of words, just her forgiveness Mm. when she was writing about that. Mm. I could just hear her saying over Mm. and over, And what a reminder that was to me. In many ways, this was her last will and testament. Yes. To to those of us who have been left behind. Mm. 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 That's Mm. powerful. And you included a quote that she put in this week's lesson The kingdom way is costly, challenging, Mm. but possible in the power Mm. of the Holy Spirit. And Mm. that's the good news. We cannot do it ourselves. And Jesus himself said in John 15, apart from me, you can do nothing. And it is costly. It costs us his life because it cost him his his life. Yeah, Mm. absolutely. So of the topics that we covered Mm. this week, which one do you think you struggle with most, Dana? Is there one in particular? Oh, well, yeah, okay. Just to be blatantly honest, probably forgiveness. Don't you think that hits all of us? You know, and I think the thing about forgiveness is kind of what you said. You think you deal with it, Mm. and you think you have forgiven, and you want to believe you have forgotten, Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden something happens, and it's just like right in front of you. Yes, Mm -hmm. fresh all Mm -hmm. over again. Mm. Oh, I'm telling you, you you feel the emotional weight Mm-hmm. of the offense. And I don't know how to okay, explain so, it. Yeah, but that's, I think, where everybody deals with this, maybe especially women, because we are, by nature, so relational that we can be wounded in relationships and we have a tendency to take things personally. So how do we separate ourselves from that? For those that are listening, not like we've accomplished it, but we are later in years, yeah. you know, we are further in years. Mm-hmm. We should have some something down by this yeah. point. <laughs> The way I can do, I just have to shut it down emotionally. And it's kind of the, mm. even if I don't physically step back, it's an emotional step back. And then mm. a turning into mm. the Holy Spirit and say, Lord, your love, Lord, your grace, Lord, your patience. Mm-hmm. Because there is no end to his. You know, it goes back to that Amy Carmichael quote that I can come to the end of my love. But when I turn to him, I will never mm. come to the end of mm. his. Because he is always the one who, when we least deserve it, 
comes after yes. us. We're that straying sheep that he leaves the 99 for to go after. And if I'm going to be mm. like Christ, that's what I have to do. And I find mm. incredible freedom when I choose to love that person instead mm. of focusing on the wound. Mm. But I go mm. after the person, recognizing wounded people wound people. Mm. Yes. Exactly. How yes. can I help be a healing agent in mm. that person's life? I mm. think it helps when we begin to be ministry-oriented towards exactly. the person who has offended us. Not particularly easy to do, and I think there are times when you keep stepping back into that wounded place because as a woman, I am able to, well, I, I operate very deep in my feelings, very deep in my feelings and my personality. And so what I find when there's really been a very serious offense is I have trouble letting it go because mm. I can remember the offense and all those emotions that were Are attached tied to it. Sure. will overwhelm me. But um, I have found a, I've had some success with it and at times is turning that into, as you said, shutting down the emotional response, determining I'm not going there. Mm -hmm. I, this is a deadly path if I continue on it. But seeing how can I begin to minister to that person? And it doesn't take, it, it's not a one-time no. one fix. No. You have to continually, just as you're both saying, you have to keep looping back into that. I'm going to die to that offense and I'm going to extend grace. We're called to be grace dispensers. That's right. And yet some people are easier to dispense it to than others. And if someone has wounded us or heaven forbid, someone a child we love. Yes. <laughs> exactly. or a, our husband, it's easy to take up an offense and it's very hard to lay that down. One of the things that I have learned and really asked the Lord to continually call to my mind when I'm in one of those places, is to see that if I am being controlled in my mind, if that is continually coming mm -hmm. back to me, mm -hmm. that I have let that sit on the throne of my heart. That's true. And if I've let that person or let that offense move in, I have given to that the place where only Jesus should sit. Mm -hmm. That's a great And so word it has picture. to be dethroned. That person, that offense, whatever it is, has to be dethroned for Christ to be on the throne. And if that, if Christ is where he is supposed to be, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then the rest of it will take care of itself. It's also a good check for me to say, okay, if I'm feeling that, something Something's something out of has whack. moved out of <laughs> whack right. here. That's exactly right. You know, I love R.T. Kendall's book, yes, Total, Total Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Yes. And I have his book on the Sermon on the Mount, and I was reviewing it, and I saw this quote this morning. He says, the proof you love your enemies is not that you're crazy about them or invite them to go on vacation with you. It is that you pray for them and mean it sincerely. You don't merely commit them to the Lord, as so many of us might do. You ask him to do two things. Let them off the hook, mm. which means God won't judge them for what they did, and to bless them. And he goes on to say, as you know, I use the phrase total forgiveness. I have written earlier of my darkest hour at Westminster Chapel, during which time Joseph Son said to me, R.T., you must totally forgive them. Until you totally forgive them, you will be in chains. Release them, and you will be released. 
Mm. And that is so powerful and so true. And Joseph Son was a pastor in Romania who was one of the pastors that was imprisoned and tortured by the communists. Dane and I have actually been to Romania mm. a couple of times and worked with Peter Degalescu, who was friends with Joseph mm. and also was tortured by the communist and was the pastor who preached that liberating sermon on Christmas Eve just before communism fell the next morning. Mm. And it was in Timisora in the square with over 200,000 people there. And they were asking for a pastor. And Lydia, his daughter, was about 19 at the time and she was standing beside him and she was holding his arm saying, Dad, don't go, Dad, don't go. They had seen people shot. They had seen people killed who professed Christ and preached the word of God. And he said, I must. And he went up the steps of that building and he preached the word to the people. And as he was closing his message, he started reciting the Lord's Prayer. And when he Mm -hmm. did, those 200,000 people who were holding candles hit their knees reciting the prayer with him, and the next morning, communism fell. Wow. Is that not powerful? So when I read that Joseph Son had told him that, someone Mm. who had been persecuted for his faith, imprisoned, Mm. beaten, and if he could tell R.T. Kendall, Mm. you have to totally forgive. You have to release them. How can I not? Mm. And let's just flip the narrative to where we we all get it. Jesus has forgiven me. Yes. Jesus mm-hmm. has forgiven me. The perfect one mm-hmm. took my sin. If I am forgiven, how can I not then forgive mm-hmm. others? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so true. He's left us an example to follow that when he was reviling, reviled on again, right. he just kept entrusting himself to the Father so who judges So we don't have to defend ourselves, do we? Evidently not. <laughs> it doesn't. I think we probably all tried it. Doesn't end well. Doesn't <laughs> end well. Comes off quite shallow because we're trying to protect reputation and exactly. emotions and feelings, mm-hmm. and it's a way. It's kind of passive aggressive to get back at that person. Exactly. Well, I'll forgive you, but mm-hmm. and so it's not genuine forgiveness. That's exactly right. Wow, powerful. <laughs> and you know, Donna, I think you and you and I both read um, recently "Beautiful Resistance." Yes. And in that book, he talks about enemy love. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. You know, I've read Love Your Enemies, but until I began to really go deep into what does it mean to love your enemies and that that was something, that was a real deal mm-hmm. in the early church, right. which was why, yes. you know, people knew there was something different about those people because just like you were teaching uh, this morning, Jean, they would, they would go the extra mile. Right. They would turn the other cheek. They would pray for those who were persecuting them. They would pray for those who were killing them for right. their faith. Mm-hmm. That only happens as something has changed on the inside. Yes, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. That is powerful to even think about. We know so little suffering in the Western culture that we live in. And yet so many of our brothers and sisters around the world are suffering devastation, Mm -hmm. devastating persecution, and many of them are standing so strong in the Lord. It's only through the power of the Holy Spirit. But you know, that's when you choose to follow Christ at all costs. And that's Mm -hmm. what he calls us to, when Mm -hmm. he calls us to deny ourselves Mm -hmm. and take up our cross daily and follow him. It is a daily willingness to die and to understand that we no longer have to fear death. Because mm. death really is the doorway into his presence. Yeah. And he will give us everything we need regardless mm. of what we face. So if we're facing persecution or we're facing a difficulty in our marriage or we're facing an illness or we're facing a rebellious child, whatever the circumstance it is that's going on in your life, if you're listening today, I want you to know that through the power of the Holy Spirit, God has everything you need. Mm. And he is so 
merciful, and he meets us at the point of our need if we just turn to him mm. and call out to him. Well, as, as we read, and you've already said, the kingdom way is costly. That's right. Mm. But it is available to us through the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives, and it is the only way to life. I like to think about Marge in the presence of the Lord. I miss my dear friend. I've served with her for many years, nearly 40 years together that we have served here at our church. And I miss my friend and in my lowest moments with her and missing her. I like to think about her at the feet of Jesus and Mm -hmm. what it is that she is seeing. And when I read that quote, the kingdom way is costly, Marge was willing to be poured out regardless of the cost. She was willing to embrace the hard things in order to glorify the Father. And she has stepped in to the presence of the Lord. Mm -hmm. I know she is rejoicing and delighting in His presence, but I miss her. And yet the impact that she has made on women's ministry, on women here at our church and really around the world, we none of us will know mm. until the end of the age. You know, it is interesting that yesterday was International Women's Day, and, mm. and we just kind of honor women's ministry and those women who have gone before us even yes. today. What a beautiful tribute, Jean, and so true, because we all feel that way about Marge. She profoundly yes. impacted all of our lives. She was just precious. Just and absolutely always precious. willing to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit mm. and shift even after making plans mm. when the Spirit was moving in a different direction. And I loved the wisdom that she added, you know, to our team and the insight. This week we were meditating on Philippians 2, 5 through mm-hmm. 11. And, of course, it begins by telling us, Have this attitude in yourself, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped. But we know he emptied himself. And that's what we're actually mm-hmm. talking about right. when we talk about forgiveness or any of these things. It is having the attitude of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. pouring ourselves out so that he fills us up to Mm. overflowing. Amen. And that is my desire. May it be Lord Jesus. Yes. Yes. Amen. Use us. And ladies, let it be for you. And if you have any needs, if we can pray with you in any way, please contact our women's ministry department. We would be so honored to come alongside you and be your Aaron and her and lift your arms because we need each other. And that's one of the blessings of even being able to do this podcast is we can reach some of you who are not able to be here physically, but we can reach you through the podcast. And we want you to know that we love you. We're praying for you. And our good and gracious God will meet any needs you have. Yes. Yes. The Afterward Podcast is a production of Bellevue Women and Bellevue Baptist Church in Memphis, Tennessee. For more Bible studies and other resources, visit bellevue.org women.